Piano noise, piano noise, piano noise, piano noise, piano noise. That's how it starts, right? Yeah, I mean, actually, it starts. They open up a can of um, energy drink. Yeah, it was oh, big in the Phantom of the fucking Opera. It was, it was, it was the big drink in the eighteen uh, hundreds, Paris. Yes, I'm drinking Monster Energy. Do you get it? <laughs> Because he is a monster. What? No, the humans <laughs> are the monsters. They're the ones who don't like me. I'm a nice, oh. well-meaning guy. <laughs> Geostorm, if you're not careful. <laughs> me and Hunchback will fucking tear down Paris. Is he the one who, bought, who burned down the Notre Dame? I burnt it down. <laughs> he was always going off his tits about Esmeralda. Fucking shut the fuck up, shit, or get off the fucking pot. <laughs> oh, basically, the the clerks of Paris. This is going to be an interesting one. <laughs> My name is Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile, clearly. I'm John. I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm movie mad. Obviously. Are you movie mad? Question. I am indeed. No, that's also the the podcast because every week we watch a film. And then at the end of it, I'll ask if you're mad that you watched it, or if you're a movie mad for it. That's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. Or this week, I'm making you watch a film and asking you if you're a movie mad for it. Yes, I'm befuddled and confused. We're in musical and music documentary month. We've had a music documentary. Now we're shifting over to musicals. There's a lot of episodes this year that I'm introducing you to something. Yes. Quite exciting. Because we're doing this. Like all the stuff I had planned throughout the window. (laughs) stuff i had planned is the stuff that doesn't stream oh i I planned all this is impossible to show during a fucking pandemic i i planned this whole pandemic just so that i could take over the the podcast you understand you've destroyed my mental stability right it was never really there in the first place sure but you know (laughs) you you made it weird you 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 pete holmes me You can come see Tenet with me if you want. I can't come see Tenet with you. It's too far away to go see Tenet with you. I've got to see Tenet on my own. As I was talking to someone earlier, and they're saying, oh, you're taking anyone with you to the cinema in case it's a bit, you know, weird to go. No. no. Weird to go? You know, with all the restrictions and stuff, and you might feel uncomfortable being out there alone during a pandemic. Uh Oh, it's a cinema. I think... Tenet. No one goes with me. I mean, we've already seen it at this point. But um, seen, yeah, well, the cut version of Tenet. I had yeah. to imagine. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Kicking Elizabeth to Becky for nine seconds. <laughs> um, I uh, I imagine. I don't know. It, it could go either way for me. It could scare me back into hibernation and never pop out to cinema again, or it could make me really like, okay, I'm not too. It's not made me too worried. Oh, you'll be so comfortable all, going you know, that you'll only go in a mask and gloves next time. Nothing else. <laughs> um, well, like, you know, once they get into that screen, where it's going to be, it's going to be weird because it's going to be so full. And it's yeah. the, it'll be the first time that I've been in such a full screen since before the pandemic. Yeah. So that'll be intriguing. This is the test. This is um, the best to find out the seats, no matter how full. I'll jump on my feet. Well, um, what is this week's film? Now that you uh, this week's film singing? is uh, the late great Joel Schumacher's attempt at the uh, still alive, still not great Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera. Is here inside your mind. Is he? Yeah, he's inside all our minds. Like a virus. (laughs) Got a phantom on the brain. Oh, Um, phantoms on the brain. How? how, No, unfortunately not. Is the phantom on my brain? Have I got Billy Zane in there? (laughs) With his Zane antics? (laughs) Sorry. 
How do you feel going into this? Like, are you? I feel strange because like... I did watch like twenty minutes of it a couple of years ago, and I tried to get through it, and I stopped immediately. Going, I, I, I actually cannot. Um, I would understand that the first twenty minutes is um, Simon Callow. It's all very kind of what are we doing? Very here? operatic. So, yeah, um, I mean, clues in the title, sure. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the complete inverse of anything I would expect a Joel Schumacher film to be. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know. But you, you didn't get to the point where Batman and Robin swoop in. No, I, I didn't get there. to see them. It's ice to meet him. Um... <laughs> that would have, I mean, if they started with Batman and Robin and then cut to the front of the opera, oh. I, would, I would have watched the whole time waiting for back credit cards. Well, actually, um, uh, young Bruce Wayne is in the audience, and when the bats turn up on stage, ooh, he has to run the fuck out of there. What happens then? Um, oh well, then somehow they they come out of the like the side door, and they don't know how they've managed to come out into Paris. Okay, but and it's then, the side door, so it's not out into like the, the main road area, right? No, no, it's in it's in an alley. Um, an alley. Yeah. Now I know personal friends, Thomas and Martha Wade. I don't know their son Bruce too much because they kind of stopped hanging out with us when they got married and had children. Well, Child. Thomas um, yes. Thomas forgot to give uh, Martha a pearl necklace, so he does it there in the alley. <laughs> Tells Bruce to turn away. What the fuck is wrong with you? These are respectable people. These are old friends of mine. I'm trying to find out what happened. So they got to Paris and anyway in Paris. They would never go to Paris. They were always kind of like a uh, they had a laissez faire attitude to Paris, which is you know, <laughs> it's lazy and unfair to be in Paris. That's their joke. Well Thomas uh, was and, and they would never be in anyways. <laughs> their Thomas thing was, was main roads and elevated, elevated trains. Gotham's turned into a shithole, so he wanted to look at Paris and see where Paris is going right and what he can do to well, if I what recall a documentary, Paris is burning. Oh, yeah, there's now. But with Gotham, I mean, I'm trying a different tactic. Economics. Well. <laughs> but what happens? What happens? They get in the alleyway, which is something they would never do. He apparently gives her a pearl necklace, which is very polite of him to do, because, you know, she loves jewellery. <laughs> the kid must be happy. Um, He's in Paris. For now, fortunately. It's not um, Paris. A man turns up with a baguette. That's oh. what they call guns in, in Paris. Okay. A baguette. Did you know, thought... actually, wands are called baguettes in Harry Potter, in the French no. version of Harry Potter? I did know it's easy to get a gun in Paris because I watched Patriot Season 2. There's a whole <laughs> subplot in which he has to find out someone who is registered with a gun and then you know, steal the gun off of them. Right. <laughs> That's like a whole two-episode arc, and it's fun yeah. and exciting. There's this one-take scene in which he walks through a, the subway, gets to the uh, shop, has to have like a, beat, a fight sequence, and then people get shot, and then they all group together, and they walk back down the subway onto a train again in one take, and it's phenomenal. And done too as folk music that they're singing about it as well. Like a musical. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that is that character then goes to this anyway? That's yes. this guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he shoots all three. The end. All three. Yep. Wait, Martha and Tom, my my mates. Yep. Sorry. Thought I'd break it to you gently. All dead. Oh, well, they die as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fatal wounds. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Do you want to cheer up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what how, how about a nice little musical? Phantom of the Opera. No, I don't want to watch anything about opera now. I feel so... If they died it's outside like, the opera, why would I want to go back? It's like it's Johnny, you... it's, um, When did you first what, try this film? Uh, about three years ago. Three years ago? So on DVD or Blu-ray? Not in no, definitely not in cinema. No, it was streaming. Ah, uh, right, okay. Right. I never waste my money on a DVD or Blu-ray or something like this. <laughs> And do you, do you remember what moment you switched off? Yeah, the opening logo, and then I just yeah. kept going. For, I, my mind switched off. I just I, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't find it. Fair enough. I was wondering if there was one particular moment, and you're like, "Oh no, fuck this." No, I was just 
bored from the outset. Do you think you'll remember remember it uh, when we watch? You'll be like, oh, this is the last bit I watched. No, probably not. I just remember it kind of like grey, greeny colour palette. Uh, yeah, I suppose. It. Yeah. Um, this is one I... Well, I, I won't tell you my introduction to it, but um, until later. But I'm, I'm, save it. Don't, don't not hold it. Yeah. Um, I rewatched this recently, though, uh, the stage version, because um, on YouTube they were doing uh, the shows must go on. Um, yeah, how long did that last? A good couple of months, I think. It was every week. They were yeah, doing a new stopped. show. Yeah, I don't know actually. It might still be no going, new shows. It's stuff, it's, it's stuff that no one's interested in, or I'm not interested in. Exactly um, not. They had Jeeves and Worcester, was one of the last ones that I saw really? pop up, and I was like, Yeah, I don't really want to watch Jeeves. Do you know what um, uh, I don't know who was, no, I don't think it was you. No, no, um, but um, but no, we I watched the, the they, I don't know. I think I prefer the film version. I haven't rewatched the film version in a while, though. But I listen to the film version soundtrack often. Um, would you? Are you intrigued about the sequel at all? We did. Well, the thing of the matter is, I talk about it. Briefly. I am not particularly interested because I know that spoiler alert. Love never dies, so there's not really going to be much drama to it because I know that in the end, love will still be alive. And love, so what love will put us together. Think of me, baby. Whenever, what what do you know about? Sorry, sorry, you're breaking up a bit. Which means I think your um, Wi-Fi's a bit fucky fuck. How, yeah, sorry, you were as well. Um, what, well, yeah, that's because it's on what, your um, end. What do, your you, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, do um, what do you What do you know about, like, do you know, uh, what do you know past the 20-minute mark? I mean, I don't know much. I know there's a chandelier that falls. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know. You know, Patrick Wilson's in it. He'll probably show his ass. It was that point of his career where every film he would just get his ass out. I'm thinking 20 minute mark. You, you didn't even get to Joe Butler, did you? I certainly didn't get to Jenna Butler back at that point, no. Yeah. Well, my assumption is okay. he is just full Scottish in this film, and that's what's the scary part. <laughs> a Scottish man in the palace opera do... scene? Fucking hell. Do you, do you think you like his singing? I mean, I've sat with Pierce Brosnan before. <laughs> so, oh, can it be just as good? Imagine. I've heard Steven Seagal's albums. <laughs> Even I haven't heard those. Um, well, I'm I'm very intrigued. I don't know. I think you're not going to like it, but I, I hope. I think <laughs> it's, it's going to be another one of those films that I have to defend. Um, you know, sometimes you can just go, eh, it is what it is, and it is shit. That's fine. People don't judge you for that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you exactly later about, Ooh. you know, how I felt about it and stuff, because there is a, a little bit of a story behind it. Um but uh were you hypnotized into liking something <laughs> not 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 quite um I, andrew lloyd Webber came up to you and said you like this now this is your favorite <laughs> show not cats never cats i was kind duped into getting it but like I'll, I'll tell you later um i'm trying to think what else to say in this little preamble but no i'm just very excited for you to Finally, you haven't been to an opera house. Twenty minutes. Um, Royal, no, the the Royal one, the Albert, the, the, the yeah, the Royal Albert Hall. Royal, is that not? Yep, that's that Bill Burner twice, twice, three times. I think twice. I booked three times. I couldn't go to third, but the third was just like the following night, so it's the same material. Um, 
I never did get to see Tim Minchin now. I was quite annoyed. Oh, well, maybe next time. I don't think it'll, there'll be a next time. He seems to be going straight. Seems to be doing that. He's released in a new album that's just like not, not comedy songs. Straight don't much reason to laugh anymore. Yeah. He did a Reddit AMA recently and um, he was very open. Well, not hugely open, but he was just saying, I'm not, we're not having a good time here at the moment with the family. He said, I think it's important that um that people like like celebrities um don't sort of whitewash it mm-hmm. you know um but yeah it's quite intriguing uh i have got the uh dvd box set which i bought in anticipation for this episode but back when we thought we were gonna be together watching this um it's gorgeous um so let me see there's no there's no uh description on the back of it <laughs> it defies like, description. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. there's a few. Absolutely stunning, says Daily Express. Okay. Extraordinary, superb performances, says News of the World. Um, that's about it. There's no sort of uh, synopsis on the back. Um, so it's a four-disc edition I've got. Uh, well, two-disc DVD. Right? Yeah, comes with a two-disc soundtrack. Two-disc um, Jesus. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's a long musical. Wait, yeah. There can't be a long musical. It's only two hours fifteen. True, but um, well, I mean, Hamilton's two hours thirty. So, yeah, that's a decent chunk of musical. Yeah, so it's only fifteen minutes shorter than Hamilton. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight postcards mm-hmm. with this, which are all quite glossy and rather good. And on the back, they actually have the post card thing you know some some postcards don't have anything on the back this one does have a thing that says phantom the opera on the left and then on the right there's lines to write an address and the square for the stamp yeah get your stamps on i might send i might post one or two to people yeah quite nice um but yeah um i don't know what more to say let's uh let's get this party starting sorry let's get this let's, party let's, starting yeah, let's let's get starting on this party. That's that's what the cool kids say. Is that what the, the cool kids all say that about the Phantom of the Opera, the two thousand and three oh, Gerard yeah, Butler, yeah. Joel Schumacher motion picture? If you ever go see it, I mean, you can't up. now. But if you if you ever had seen it in the in the theatre, that's how they, you know how um, Hamilton starts maybe. with King George. Yes, um, Phantom starts with a. Uh, with um, Simon Callow turns up and he says, let's get, get this party starting, kids. Because all the cool kids oh, love Simon Callow. Oh, fuck, you've done it again, hasn't he? Callow, you bastard. I'm going to fucking kick you <laughs> down the pit of abyss if you're not fucking careful. Any any um, any guesses as to what happened? The story um, behind this? Phantom like girl. <laughs> girl, girl learn like Phantom. Beauty no, and beast. I don't want the taglines. <laughs> I know the tagline, Phantom like girl. Chandelier has fallen. Get party starting. Those Pretty are the five much. acts of the five act structure. <laughs> yeah, that isn't it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'll give that, I suppose. You. But you're not excited? No, because I've seen the I've seen Beauty and the Beast, and I've seen Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> so I know that kind of thing. There, there's some really good moments in there's some really good moments in the um in the sequel soundtrack, which I might have to send you a couple of songs from that. You um, really don't, though. You don't have to. I, I really do. Johnny, Johnny, you, you, Johnny, you've got a lot of stuff on your plate these days. Don't want to <laughs> Did you listen to the songs I sent you last week? Uh, no, why would I? I have had no time to do anything. You didn't listen to the stuff I sent you last week? I actually had mm. no time to do anything. You if it was the last couple of the last week, everybody minutes, wants so. a piece of me. Oh. Which has I meant thought. that I've you know, had to sit through such acclaimed films as Inception. And Dark Knight Rises and Black Hat and Doolittle. Black Hat and Doolittle, really? Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, so I'm doing well. A lot of wine was drunk by the time that Doolittle finished. Only enough by the filmmakers, I think. Speaking of bad filmmaking, that's not fair. That's not fair. Joey Schumacher was a great, he was a really talented person. Well, let's see how talented he is. Remember how short phone booth was? Yes. Yeah. Didn't even hit I was watching uh, like Taskmaster and, and they were talking about phone booth. Of course they were. Because phone booth is great. And it's short. It's short and great. And who's the voice well, at the end of the line? long and great. Uh, it's Jack Bauer. Damn it. Yeah. And who's the voice of the Phantom? Jack Bauer. In my it? mind, it'll be Jack Bauer from now on. <laughs> well, now it's going to be in my mind. So thanks. I might, have made, you, I might have made the film better for you as well. Let's yeah. find out by uh, this, this this party just, <laughs> Phantom of the Ops of Redemption. Lot 666, a chandelier in pieces. Some of you may recall the strange affair of the Phantom of the Opera. Gentlemen. So you're past the point of no return. I walked past Simon Callow once in London. Oh, yeah? Mm. It's outside Leicester Square Station. I was heading up. Did you give him a note? Because he hates that. Junction. Well, it was just me and him walking opposite, you know, opposite directions on the same pavement. He had his beard. He was shorter than I thought he was. So I noticed him and uh, I kind of locked eyes for a moment. It's like, oh, that is Simon Callow. And then I kept walking. But then I noticed... He kind of went from uh, a relatively jolly face to immediately a sneer. Oh. Exactly. Oh, great. Another grumpy Gus. Why do I bring it out on people? Toby Jones did that to me. What? Hold on. He sneered. Because he, just, he, he kind of, they, they kind of immediately go grumpy as soon as I get close to people. Not even, you know, just like random pedestrian, but oh. I don't even, I don't stare. I look brief like, okay, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's who I think it is. But I'm looking at five different places because I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, and I'm moving on, but they immediately see both time a bunch of times people get grumpy. You just have to oh. think it's on me. That's on me. Maybe he thought you were the opera ghost. Maybe I thought I was Joe Butler. I have the physique, <laughs> obviously, of someone um, who's been underground for you know years listening to nothing but operas. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> this time watching it, you mentioned Kieran Hines. Like, Kieran Hines from from Game of Thrones. From... <laughs> Lower um, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, which came out the year before this, which also starred Jenna Butler. So, um, I I didn't realise Kieran Hines was in this, and you mentioned his name, and I was like, oh, I haven't spotted him yet, and we're about an hour in, maybe? And I was right, like, I haven't yeah. spotted him yet, I wonder where he is, maybe he pops up a bit later. And then we had the song with the notes, it's just called Notes, I believe. Um, yeah, Notes. Uh, and that's where he popped up again, I was like, oh! That's him. He's been there the whole time. I just under my nose. I never realised. But before this, uh, I watching this the first time, I didn't know it was Jared Butler. Of course. Well, when was the first time you watched this? Let's just quickly. Um, Just a year. High school. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like year nine or ten. Okay. Yeah. What year? What year? Um, Actually. I'm trying to think. I started... 2005 was year seven. Um, okay, so two years later, Gerard Butler became Gerard Butler. And so a couple of years after that, we're talking? Yeah, probably. And I remember um, it was a good few years uh, after I first saw Phantom, and I'd been listening to the soundtrack quite mm. constantly after I first saw it, but I never really went back to rewatch the film much. Like I'd have it on the ba- in the background while I'm going to sleep or something. Um, but I never really rewatched it all the way through. It's good for sleeping. Listen. Yeah. It's... I can do that. <laughs> um, it's just, um, I, yeah, I just listened to the soundtrack more often, like, you know, on the bus to school and whatnot. And I, yeah, it took me years to realize, oh shit, that's uh, Jared Butler. So I think this is the first time I've watched the film knowing it's Jared Butler. And even now, I'm, I said to you during the film, I, I, I think it's the lack of beards that 
that doesn't make me that you know helps me not realize deceitful delilah doesn't <laughs> help you <laughs> no um do you have the any angel of music do you have any favorite like i think every one of his songs is sort of uh a highlight for me i think he's fantastic um i do have one favorite song and i feel like it's a song that you weren't at all impressed with oh was it a song from this musical because then yes the answer <laughs> would be absolutely i wasn't at all impressed with it honestly i mean <laughs> so my my favorite is towards the end of the first act um with uh all i ask of you but the replies his replies i i just so which one's that. all i ask of you um on the rooftop oh so the end of act one yeah yeah the, end of act the, one. Fi- the penultimate part or the final the final the, song the final the yeah the final part. moments of act one before um, his like ah but i've got my part now yeah his part yeah yeah his part in that um where he's, you can tell he's like super, super angry. Can you? Uh, you will curse the day you did not do all that the Phantom asked of you. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's going to go down. Um, I just That's love it. his, I love his anger in that song. Um, I just, yeah, it's one of my favorite moments. And this makes me want to listen back to the sequel, even though the sequel isn't great. Um, but, oh, I'll tell you about the first time I watched this So Okay. Um, so the first time I saw this, I bought it from like a second-hand DVDs shop uh, one weekend. Must have been between, cheap. Between, uh, I, don't, I don't know Could, whether it was cheap or not. Couldn't get rid of it. I don't know whether it was cheap or not because I yeah, think... 50 copies, no one wanted them. I think I was choosing like, I had a certain amount of money and I was choosing DVDs and I was, this was in the early days of me getting into film. Hmm. And I saw this and I was like, oh, I kind of always been intrigued by it i don't know whether i'd like it though and i remember i think i was with my friend kiara or i'd been i was on the phone to her maybe and she said uh oh i love phantom of the opera so you buy it and when you don't like it just give it to me and i was like do you know what fine fuck it you know then i can give a gift to a friend uh and so on the monday on the bus to school i was like yeah you're not getting that film i loved it (laughs) good friend Um, so yeah, yeah, it was. I was kind of, I yeah, in a in a tiny sense, duped into into watching it, uh, <laughs> because I was like, well, at least at least I don't have to keep it if I don't like it. Yeah, I know somebody likes escape. the film and she'll she'll appreciate it. And then I just turned to her, I was like, yeah, no, you're not getting this film because I'm gonna have it on the loop. Go line up in the second hand store yourself. You get a seat for Delilah. <laughs> Um, but was there no redeeming qualities of this for you? Did you not enjoy it at all? I, I'm... This is very <laughs> boring. This is tedium. Absolute tedium. I, Andrew Lloyd Webber, I, I really don't get on with. He's <sighs> a wanker. <laughs> See, I... Pure and simple. I can't... Um, I can't argue with that. Because yeah. I do agree that it is quite slow and tedious at points, but I don't know. There's just something comforting about the music. Because um, I, I, I don't find anything engaging with any of the characters. I don't think they've done. They've given them enough to play with, to build on. So a lot of it just is like rote. Right, the guy, the girl, the monster, who isn't a monster, but is kind of a monster. And that's it. <laughs> And you've got to fill two and a bit hours out with that. Yeah. And sometimes you get a bit of, um, weirdly, a lot of mini driver at, at the start for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Comes to nothing. Well, she, her and her daughter, Meg Jury, um, are really, really uh, important what? in the sequel. Mini driver's the one that keeps going, keep your hand at the level of your eyes, right? No. No? Mini driver's the prima donna. Oh, right. Sorry. Diva. My bad. The Italian. No, yeah, she's, she's. I was going to say that was a story that I missed, <laughs> must have missed out. She no. had a secret daughter who she just parcelled off. Apologies, no. Um, <laughs> I was thinking Madame Jerry and uh, Meg Jerry, her daughter. Miranda Richardson. Uh, ah, right. Yep, makes more sense now. Um, another, another M. Yeah. Um, actress for Masquerade. 
the prima donna is quite annoying, but like she's she's meant to be. I, yeah, but the way they, the, the amount of time they focus on her, like she's an yeah. important character, and then comes to absolutely nothing, is just like, oh, uh, why? Why have we wasted our time? And why? Why is that the central focus for the first twenty minutes as well? It's it's a really strange one for me because I wouldn't put if I'm listing my all time favorite musicals, I wouldn't. This wouldn't come immediately to mind. But that doesn't mean I hate it. I do like it, uh, even though I do, like you, find it slow and sometimes tedious. Especially the first, the first twenty minutes or so, which I understand why you switched it off in the first yeah. twenty minutes. Um, I regret not doing it this time round as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's worth it just to get through to uh, the Phantoms songs, and I think if I if I think about it long enough, and if I focus on the music and the, the songs long enough i i do have feelings for the the story the um the, the love triangle if you will um and the whole the whole finale of it like oh you know do you do you think that she should have stayed with the phantom because there's there's a lot of fans who absolutely adore the phantom and think that you know um it's a heartbreaking love story. Him and uh, Christine should have stayed together and stuff. Um, I, yeah, I, I can find myself dipping into that. I, those ideas mm-hmm. often. Um, and this does, like, I, I, I was thinking a lot about the sequel. I don't like Love Never Dies too much because it's set in a circus and they, you had the... What? Bit, yeah. You had a bit of um, circus stuff happening in the um, uh, the telling of Phantom's uh, beginnings, and right. the music in that is the music that they use quite a lot throughout Love Never Dies, which I don't think I'd never noticed before. Um, but yeah, Love Never Dies. I the there's certain, there's there's a few moments in it that are really good. There's one moment like. You only have sort of one moment with uh, Phantom and um, Raoul uh, together where they're having the sword fight. And in... Oh, well, the... oh, what you mean? Well, we have two parts, because then at the end, when he's... Oh, yeah, know, yeah. When I he's at the end. committing him to bondage, <laughs> yeah. he's entered his red room. Um, but um, but there's a great moment... Fifty between... Shades of Fogged Up. <laughs> there's a great moment between the two of them in... Love Never Dies, because it's set a few years later, and they've moved to Coney the Island. Uh, yeah, it must be before the auction, yeah. Um, they've, they've gone to Coney Island. Um, yeah. Christine is trying to make her name, or she's, she's quite famous already over in America, but she's, she's, this is the first time going to America, I believe. Um, and she's married to Raoul, and she's got a son, and Raoul has sort of lost all his money, and he's a gambler yes um, and then the um the phantom turns up again because he's running this circus and he's hired christine to sing at this circus i believe um <laughs> and uh I'm so, so the phantom got over to coney island through madame jury and uh, meg jury and now meg jury's sort of besotted with the phantom meg jury is the new Christine for the Phantom, who's teaching her and stuff. And I've, I've moved on from you. I don't <laughs> even think about you every day and every night. I've got this bird here, remember? I so, don't have your hair combed up against my nose so, every morning to wake me up. So she's... Meg Fury's sort of falling in love with him, but um, uh, the Phantom is still... Please take me back. But it's, yeah, it's still obsessed with Christine. Uh, and he's hired her, and she doesn't know. And she they They haven't... They meet uh, one night in the empty hotel room and they talk about that night they had back in Paris, which was during Phantom, because obviously they haven't seen each other since. Yeah, you remember. Um, where apparently, like, you know, 35 years older than you. <laughs> and I groomed you. They rewrote it and they basically said that they had sex and now, yeah. you know, it later transpires <laughs> that the sun is hits and not um, Ralph. But um, so I think beginning of the second act, I'd say. Or maybe right. um, we're going Phantom, deep into it. Yeah, Phantom and um, and Raoul uh, meet at a bar, and Raoul's like drinking his sorrows, um, 
and they have a bet and uh phantom basically says if uh if christine sings the song that i've written for her i'll um uh she's mine and you you fuck off and never come back if she doesn't then i'll write off all your debts i'll pay everything so you'll be debt free and and you and christine can go and live your life and you'll never hear from me again and there's this great it's just this great bar scene and they're it's a, it's a great um it's a great uh dual what do you call it duet uh duet that was it i was gonna say dual song but it is kind of a dual song um but they're really good uh so you're talking about a, a musical set in a circus where there's a great duet in a bar yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It does remind me of. Uh, I remember, I remember seeing um the greatest the showman greatest. And, and seeing that scene in the bar, and it did make me think of. Oh, I can't watch one without thinking of the other now. Um, now I've written a song that I want your wife to sing. It's about <laughs> deceitful Delilahs, but I've changed the word deceitful. It's now about <laughs> Delilah. Why? Why? Why Delilah? But the whole thing. Why? Meg my, Dury, his... my Delilah. <laughs> Meg Dury basically goes crazy and tries to kill the son and Meg and uh, Christine and stuff. And she's like, you know, she goes crazy because she's, she's fallen in love with with the Phantom, but the Phantom is still not over Christine. And yeah, it's Sorry, there's some love. really good moments, and it it makes love never dies. Rewatching, <laughs> rewatching this made me kind of hope mm-hmm. that one day they'll they'll get around to filming a sequel, which I don't know if there's ever been any well, talk Joel of Well, Joel Schumacher won't. Yeah. So that's yeah. one thing. But it, maybe maybe Joseph Kaczynski will do a, a Tony Scott and take over the next one. You never know. I think yeah. it could work. Cause Phantom of the Opera Maverick. It's been how many years? Like 15 years since this came out? 16 now. 16. Yeah, so it's been 16 years. They could easily do it and they could still all come back. You know? Yeah, Emmy Rossum's left shameless now. She's got other things she's producing. Patrick Wilson's, you know, done Aquaman. Um, I don't know what Joe Butler's up to. Is he doing anything important lately? Punching storms. Punching storms? No, no, no. Because there's a, there's an asteroid coming, <laughs> and the only space space is Greenland. Got to take my family to Greenland. <laughs> That's the way we're going to get out of this horrible 2020 experience, Justin Timberlake. So would you? Um... You wouldn't listen to the soundtrack again. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If you put anything Andrew Lloyd Webber in front of me, I'm going to have a real hard time. A veto is some sort of gosh darn miracle. That's so weird that a veto is the one that I had problems with. It's his least. And you didn't. It's his least him. It feels like he's working on a level of care and compassion beyond. He's saying his hands at the level of his eyes. I've, I've seen his hands in his eyes and they've never been at the same level again. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, he's a lord who does not care for any kind of tax incentives beyond the rich. So uh, <laughs> he can get fucked. It's Phantom's one of those musicals, like I said, it's it's not in my top, but it's it's always there in my heart. Um and it's a, I was I did feel a real disappointment when I discovered that they've they've closed it now, haven't they, in the West End. Yeah, like it's it's not coming back, and it's such a shame because like it was one of those things that oh I'm gonna get around to seeing it. It's like Lim is, I'd like to see that on stage one day. Um, even though I watched the um, the stage version like on the YouTube thing a few couple of months back, I mm. still wouldn't have my you know after lockdown I was thinking maybe next year I'll finally go see Phantom. Yeah. Um, and now it's now it's gone. I. I had the opportunity for years and I just never got around to it. It would have been to see it again soon when they come to you as a traveling performer. <laughs> and um... they'll they'll get to have a masquerade. <laughs> and it probably would have Every been Every face is a shade masquerade. It probably would have been relatively cheap, not like not super cheap, but not super expensive, you know. It wouldn't have been like Hamilton. How, how much how much does it cost to break a chandelier every day? <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do. It's a really weird love for this musical and this film. In that, I yeah, love right. the music, but it is. I, I totally agree that it is long and awkwardly paced. And, yeah. Um, 
but there's still some happens. It's it's um, one of those things that I can I'll happily have the album on in the background right. if I'm doing something and then like I know oh it's like two hours and fifteen minutes or so. Um and and sort of the time sort of flies by while I'm doing other things and I, I dip in my, my ears what sort of are dips you doing? into it, you know. Like writing or something. Writing. Okay. <laughs> writing. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um I find myself writing a lot of the time too. <laughs> sometimes I write big, huge monologues. Sometimes it's a quick sketch. <laughs> I think you should uh, have this on in the background uh, yourself think... and sort of open your open yourself up to it. Uh, I think it's never going to happen. I don't think I'll be able to stand the situation. I would long for silence. <laughs> And then I put on a Scorsese instead. <laughs> there's some, there, there were some really good. Mo- are there no moments in there for you? No, nothing. This was what devoid about, of. It. What about I um? Was tired and bored of this. What about Gerard Butler? What did you think of him? Because you, you you seemed quite impressed at first. I was surprised that his voice was subtly quite strong. Yeah, but then when he got into anger, it just became Gerard Butler shouting. Yeah, kind of like lost that after the first song when he just got angry. Mm-hmm. He lost uh, the 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 musical timbre of his voice and just became yelly. Well, I'll I'll talk you through. Oh, I've only got a few of the pit, uh, postcards here. I don't have all eight. Um, but there's a postcard with him and Christine. Um, I think it's when they're on the bridge, Ooh. and he's like got his hand on her throat. And it's probably just before he drops through the uh, the pit of fire. That's the not puppy, fire. The pit of fire. Yeah. Mm, uh, there's one here. Crazy. There's one here that's uh, one of the oh Meg Jury in um, with like chains. I think that's towards the beginning of the film. You know when everyone's dancing around with the uh, handcuffs. I uh, really don't remember some of that stuff. Jesus. <laughs> there's one... I just, uh, just blurred it all out. There's one with the masquerade. Right. Um, Every face is a shade, masquerade. Yeah. There's one on the boat with Phantom and Christine. And him... Uh, what's it called when you're pushing the pipe down into the water? When you're rowing? No, he's not rowing. He's like pushing it with the with the long stick. Ferrying. No, no, it's 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 like what you do, what they do in Italy. Gondolier. Is it gond? Yeah, but that's not what it's, it, the gondola is. The boat. Yeah, but like what they do, what there's there's a name for it, isn't there? Where they're pushing the stick to. Oaring. No, the oar is for rowing. The stick is a long stick, and you, you hit the bottom of the of the water, and you push it with the. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, there's a picture of that. Uh, there's one of uh, um, Christine and um, uh, the Vicomte de Chanier. What's his name again? Come on, you know. Do you know who I mean when I say I the Vicomte gen- de Chanier? No, Do I, don't not... I don't remember any of the characters' names except Phantom. Raoul. Um, Patrick Wilson. Not yeah, here. Patrick Wilson. Night Owl. Night Owl. Uh, there's From another one... Snyder film because we're all in Snyder films, aren't we? <laughs> we're all going to be in Justice League and the Phantom Raoul. We're fucking coming back. There's a couple that's the, with that's what's the extra two hours. It's just the fan, <laughs> it's just love never dies hidden inside Justice League HBO Max. And there's a couple of um Carlotta who you weren't a fan of. No one is really a fan of Carlotta. But yeah, these are quite nice photos. Um, I'm just getting up I rowing. Don't... It just seems to be rowing is the only way they're referring to it as. Really? They sure say they're sculling, they're... but that's when you're doing it on both sides oh. with oars. Hmm. Okay. Rowing, gondolas, and other flat bottom boats are popular forms of transport propelled by oars. So if. Um, propelled by ever... oars. Hmm? Yeah. If they ever uh, made a film of Love Never Dies, would you go and see it with me? Nope. Would would we would we go together and see it? 
and nope. do it for the podcast. We would not. Can I like, can I get you to uh, to sign off on that now? To agree I, to I will I will agree to never. Can you just say the word yes? Please? Podcast never <laughs> records it. That ain't happening. No way. I, I think you just need you, you, I don't think you should block yourself from this completely utterly now that you've watched it once. No, I've watched once twice. You haven't watched it twice. And I've only oh, watched oh, once. it half the time. Oh, fucking give up. I don't want to ask you the question because I already know the answer. I've listened to Give Up a, month, a lot of times because uh, that, <laughs> that album was great. And uh, we should say the Postal Service is great and the Postal Service shouldn't give up. Yeah. Well, Andrew Jones, are you mad that you watched Phantom of the Opera? I am mad that I finally finished off Phantom of the Opera. It is a waste of time. Andrew Lloyd Webber is a stain upon musical theatre and everything, and Stephen Sondheim is somehow a god. But are you movie mad for it? I am can be right at the same time. No way movie mad for what has just appeared before my eyes and assaulted my ears. Well, I'm movie mad for it. Fuck it. I know I have issues with it still, but it's still... You can spend worse... There are worse ways to spend two hours and 15 minutes. I don't know. I mean, I would have rewatched Doolittle one and a quarter time, <laughs> and that's not so bad by comparison. Where can we find you to, to tell me that you're wrong? You can find me at Ethan Runt. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me my opinions do not matter to you. Good, you have your own opinions. They're wrong. How about that? Turn <laughs> the knife around. What about you? Where are you to tell you how good you are? I'm at movie underscore mad. Um... Are you also, mus- I am moving underscore mad. I'm also musical underscore mad. I've slowly started to find out through this uh, podcast, to be honest, over the last few years, whenever we do a musical month. Or a music documentary month, or a music yeah. documentary and musical month. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, are you, you moving mad at, at Hotmail? Oh, it's on yep. Twitter. I'm Yep. There's emails. Talk to us. Tell us what you think. There as well. I Movie Mad is also available on Facebook. We're uploading episodes onto YouTube. We've got bonus episodes up now. We've got uh, a whole bunch of the old episodes you can get back to if you can't bother to scroll through your podcast app, your mm-hmm. Spotify, yes, your Stitcher. I listened to a podcast on Spotify for, for the first time this week. Oh yeah, what episode? Um. Oh no, not an episode of our. Oh, podcast. not of us. I, no, no, then I can't listen to my own voice. Down. <laughs> I can listen to your voice and my voice frequently. I'm an editor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you listen to? What podcast do you What podcast was, do you recommend on Spotify? It was a uh, Brian Baumgartner's. Uh, um, what was it? The back office. This. Yeah, the, the office. I can't remember what it's, it's called exactly. Um, the story of the office or something like that. It's quite good. But they had no, a whole episode on the um, the writer strike. Oh yeah. And, that was quite interesting. I never... I, I, Seven. Yeah, I never knew exactly. Because, you know, the office was involved in it quite heavily in that they'd been doing the um, the accountants' uh, mini like web, webisodes right. for NBC.com, and it even won, like, and it won an Emmy. Um, but no one got paid for it. The cast didn't get paid. The writers didn't get paid because it was promotion. Okay. Um and then, uh, and that's that's part of what you know. One of the, that was one of the examples Flips. that that caused the uh, the strike. And then the first the they so already had. Quantum of Solace had to have Daniel Craig kind of working on things <laughs> oh, yeah. to try and get it to work. See, the next the next episode of The Office they had to film during the strike was yeah. dinner party, which is the best episode of The Office. Uh, and they're like, we can do it now, even though the writers on the strike were able to do it, but. Um, Steve Carell basically said no. He said no. That's not how we work. We we collaborate with the writers, mm-hmm. and the producers were all going, "Well, you know, you can't do that. You have to come into work." And he just he just turned to someone and went, "Well, fire me then." Yeah, <laughs> quite powerful. Fair. Yeah, gotta love him for that. What you anyway. don't gotta love him for is for appearing in Minions: The Rise of Gru out in cinemas next year. <laughs> That's just something he's in. You, yeah. don't have to love, you don't have to love him for that. Yeah, true. You don't I have to love him for... And Tribeca. Four great seasons. 
thing cancelled. No one saw it. It's great. You don't have to love them for it, but you should. Yeah. Um, what will we be watching next week? I wonder. Next week. How many years have we been doing this podcast? Four years today, as we record. And as it's recorded, and in the last four years, have you watched anything? Uh, I'll have to think back. Yeah, maybe we should extend it next few years. Yeah, just the last four, six years, something like that. Between four and six, somewhere. Yeah, I'll say that. Between four and six, yeah. Something there. Hmm. I mean, it's not rocket science. Everything's a bit up in the air. I just, I just, I just want to see a musical where everything is. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, there's another choice for me from me this this time. Um, That's right. We're going into hopefully... the woods. Hopefully, <laughs> sometime. I mean, I think this will be easier for you uh, to to consume. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that then. At the moment, I've yeah. only got half a face, and that half face is Sarah <laughs> and the Phantom. I know. Well, you know, we're, right. only, we're only at the beginning of this musical month. Yeah, and at least that's so. the only time we're doing Andrew Lloyd Webber. We're not, you know, reverting back to, I don't know, showing me cats again. <laughs> I have been re-watching Cats quite a bit in the last few days. I have not clicked on that on my Apple <laughs> TV since <laughs> we recorded the commentary. <laughs> Never back, never again, never. I I was going to ask you if you can um start sending Empire tweets yourself as well to to get them to do a a spoiler special. Well, then get them, get the listeners. Everyone needs to tweet Empire to say at do Empire a spoiler magazine spe- at, Chris at Chris Hewitt at Helen H- Helen H O'Hara H O'Hara um. And get them to do a spoiler. I want at least Chris and, and Helen to, to talk about it. I think they're just too scared that they're going to... Campaign for Johnny to be on the episode to explain yes. cats to these people. <laughs> cats explain. <laughs> but until then, we've we've got musicals of our own to be watching. Yes, and we do. And to, they're to working out so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> note for note, we're nailing this. I'm having fun. I'm depressed. See you next week. (laughs) Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.